Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of FTU Life After the Military. I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez, and this is a Wednesday evening uh, here in beautiful Fuquay, North Carolina, or Fuquay, Verena, I should say. I had just set up my new office here in my newly purchased home, and this is the first episode where I'll be um, recording my podcast. Um, so if you hear a bunch of crazy sounds more than usual, um, I apologize for that. It's just I have a bunch of my pictures, my uh, paintings that are just thrown all over the place and uh, I might step on them. So I apologize for that. So, okay, in this episode, what I want to talk about, the biggest thing that I want to talk about in this episode is impost- imposter syndrome, right? Um, I don't know if any... if anybody has, if you have heard of this before or not, Uh, but imposter syndrome is basically, you know, you're just not sure. You feel like a phony. You don't feel like you really fit in somewhere, right? You feel, you know, you feel like you're an imposter. You feel like you don't measure up to the people that you're around. And, you know, for me, I guess the best part of my life is, you know, I never really felt like I fit in anywhere. You know, again, I mentioned that in East LA, I was, you know, not Mexican enough. And then when I went to Irvine, I wasn't Caucasian enough, right? And then I joined the army and uh, wasn't American enough, right? And it it always seems like, and, uh, you know, I went over to uh, Civil Affairs Special Operations and the first unit I was in, I'm not even going to say the first, well, yeah, and the first unit I was in, I wasn't Puerto Rican enough, right? Uh, I'm not Puerto Rican. I'm American. Uh, my heritage is Mexican, right? Um, so, yeah, of course, I'm not going to be Puerto Rican enough. And it's not it's not against the island of Puerto Rico or the people of Puerto Rico. It's just uh, everywhere. It, it was always something. I, I just never fit in, right? Again, with other Mexicans in East L.A., I really didn't fit in there because I like to read books and I was a nerd. Um, you know, I was a square pig, right? Well, I'm imposter syndrome, right? Uh, people in the military, when you get out, I, I've noticed that there's this, uh, try to overcompensate. We try to explain that everything that we did in the military was super important, that we were saving lives on a daily basis, which it's a lie, right? It's a lie. Uh, it was, I remember reading a, a post online um, this young uh, PFC wrote on there that uh, you know he thought he should be thanked, and you know this was years ago. So, um, and it, it doesn't really matter what the person's name was. It doesn't. Uh, I'm just bringing it up because I, I thought you know I, I saw it back then, right? Um, this young PFC wrote on- online that you know people should thank him because. He was a hero, and I, I don't know who he was. I don't know what he did. Maybe maybe he was a hero. Maybe he, you know, went and saved his, you know, his buddies from a burning um, Humvee, or maybe he, you know, covered him uh, and took rounds for them, you know? I, I don't know. I don't know his story. Um, but I know that for me, um, I don't know that there was never anything special about me, uh growing up, um, me personally, right. You know, again, I'm five foot seven, you know, I'm a short guy. Uh, when I was in high school, I was super skinny 
then I got to the military and, you know, I was all <laughs> fell into this uh, stress eating, right? I was always so stressed out that I would eat um, to like calm my nerves. You know, people smoke while I ate. So, you know, I ended up being a fat boy, right? In East LA, we used to call them um, uh, obese people. We called them lightweights, right? <laughs> and that, that came from, uh, I had this friend who uh, we went to go eat uh, one, one, one day. Uh, we skipped school. So we could go to breakfast, right? And we went and we had this big breakfast, right? It was like three pancakes, three eggs, three pieces of bacon, three pieces of a sausage. They gave you uh, a side of hash browns and a side of toast. And uh, I I couldn't eat it. And uh, my friend, you know, he was a heavy set guy. You know, in high school, I was 5'7". I was about 130 pounds, right? Because I ran track and, you know, I did the pole vault. So you had, had to be light. And uh, my buddy... He, he was a heavy set guy. He was about shorter than I was. And he's probably about 250 and it wasn't muscle. Right. And, uh, he looked at me and he's like, damn, you're a lightweight. Can't even finish that breakfast. And ever since then, that just became my own little joke. You know, people, heavy set people are, they're called lightweights. Right. And, um, so for me, right. Um, I always felt like I was an imposter, right? I always felt like, you know, like I was a a, a lightweight. I felt like, a, you know, I, I never fit in, right? In the 82nd, you have this standard, right, of these crazy people that are super lean and they run and they could road march for, for days on end, right? And that wasn't me. You know, they're all six feet tall, you know, you know, it would something that you would see out of a World War II movie, right? Well, that wasn't me. And so I felt like lightweight because, you know, I was a heavier guy. I was a fat guy, right, in the 82nd. So I I always felt like a, an imposter there, right? And then I go to special operations. I start thinking, well, what, what's really different about me from when I was in the 82nd? It's like, not much. Um, so how am I really special operations? Like, I I, I, I don't know. And so I, I felt out of place there, and I felt like I was an imposter. And, you know... So throughout the majority of my military career, I felt like that until one day I realized, and this wasn't until later, late, uh, say probably year 19, my military career, right? I, um, I, you know, I mentioned before I received a field grade article 15 and a general letter of reprimand, right? When I was a staff sergeant, I had made the E7 list, sergeant first class list, and I was removed and I was told, uh, you know, that my my career was ended. I might as well just get out because I would never get promoted. And, of course, this is by everyone who knows everything, right? Because, well, I know because I, I've been in the Army. Fortunately, I didn't listen to them because, uh, you know, I think most people are just stupid. So why listen to them? And I didn't. I took the advice of people that I trust. Um, Drew, right? And Drew helped me out. And uh, I was able to get promoted to start first class. And then because uh, I had my general letter reprimand moved to my restricted file. And then my article 15, I had expunged. Right. And so of course, you know, the military is horrible with getting awards in on time. And when I, uh, I got this one in late, so it was during the board and it gave me a reason to submit a stab, right. A standby advisory board, basically petitioned the board. And so I did. And the board member said, yeah, like you should get promoted because, when the board initially went on for master sergeant, I had the article 15. After it was done, my record was expunged. I received my 
award about a month after that, but the award was dated within 60 days of the start of the board when the board was going on. So I had reason to submit my petition, right? And I did, and I got picked up. And I, I think that's when I realized that either we're all imposters or we're all experts. We're all genuine, right? Um, last week at work, we put on the symposium, the first symposium for first special force, first special forces command. Right? We had people from academia there and we had soldiers there from special operations. And my panel discussed um, cross-functional teams, the past, the present, and the future of it, right? And some of the soldiers were asking me, it's like, should we be here? Like, I don't know if we, if we qualify to be on, on, you know, on this panel. And I had to explain to them, it's like, of course, of course you do, because you're experts in your field. You are not imposters. You are experts. The people in academia right now, they are the imposters because they have no idea about a cross-functional team. They haven't been on one. They, they haven't experienced it. They might be able to do research on it, but they have never experienced it. And I had to explain to them, the soldiers, like, you are the expert. You are the professional. It's like you are more than deserving to be on this panel. It's like, I need you on this panel. Right? I need you to um, explain your experiences and provide your thoughts on how this concept can proceed. How, how can it be improved? Um, Maybe it will, maybe it won't. I don't know. Uh, but I had explained to them that they're they're not imposters. It's like I going sitting on that symposium. I knew that I fit in everywhere. You know, I might feel uncomfortable. I might stutter. My list might come out, but I know I fit in everywhere now. I guess the best part of being the square peg growing up is that now at forty nine, I realize, yeah, I am the expert. I am the professional. You're the imposter. You shouldn't be here, right? And that's the attitude I have. And that's the attitude I have when I go out and I apply for jobs, right? Um, again, I love where I work. The people are great. Um, you know, I'm a complainer, so I complain about it sometimes. But that's more because that's just my personality. It's like there's nothing wrong with this job. It's it's awesome. Um, uh, the only problem I, I see with it is that it is on a military installation and still working with the military for me, I want to move on from that because I want to experience something different from the military. I want to see if I can excel in life after the military. All right. So I'm still applying to jobs. And, you know, I, I got a call back from this one place, uh, a public safety something, something, right? And uh, the pay starts out about, it's a little bit less than what I'm making now, but not much, not much at all. And so depending on what it is, I, I, I might, I am definitely going to interview for it and we'll see if I, if I pick for the job and if I am, if I accept the job, right. But I also applied for um, some other jobs with the um, North Carolina government. Now where I am right now, right. I'm able to be selective because I have a job, but to go back to the original statement, right. So if you're getting out, there's a lot of doubt. You're not sure where to go, how to start, what to, you know, who to listen to. Well, you, you need your circle of trust. People who are going to be honest with you, not crush your soul, not be, you know, not humiliate you, not embarrass you. Um, 
but people that you can go to and just ask like, Hey, can you take a look at this resume? Can you help me out with my interview process? Run their, run your plan by them and see if it, if it makes sense. And, and if they're people that you really trust and if they're your friends, or even if they're not your friends, but just people that you trust, so they'll be objective and they will give you advice that should help you out. Okay. And that's important because when you go to the interview, you have to have some confidence. You have to be confident in who you are, the skills that you bring. Um, my one advice to everybody out there, if uh, you know, you're given that magical question of, well, what do you bring? What do you think you'll bring to this uh, organization? Please don't say leadership, because if you say that you're bringing leadership to the organization, you might as well just uh, walk across that desk and just slap that interviewer in the face, because what you're implying is that they have no leadership whatsoever, and they're basically garbage. And although that's probably not what you mean, um, that's more than likely how it's going to be interpreted. So if you say that you uh, bring leadership, just know how you're going to phrase that. Okay. So again, imposter syndrome, you know, you, you have a lot to offer, right? You just have to have no, you know, your experience in the military helps you out a, a great deal, right? Um, when you apply for these jobs, it is very tiresome um, having to not rewrite your uh, resume, but tailor it for um, the job that you're applying to, right? And people get tired of that. It's like, yeah, because you're applying to a job, right? How many people are applying to the same job? Sometimes you might only have, you know, maybe 10 applicants. Other times you might have up in the tens of thousands of people who are applying for these jobs, right? And uh, those, you know, in the USA jobs, right? You're going to get a lot of those because uh, everybody's trying to get a, a GS job. Um, so just understand that you have to have some patience and you have to be willing to work at it and just, you're going to have to tailor that resume. Okay. Again, a lot of their a lot of these contracting jobs are pretty good because the recruiters that work there are former veterans. Now, they, when they call you, I've had, again, I've had a few call me and they're still using their rank, you know, and they're, but they mean well, they're trying to help you out so you can get an interview. Uh, so just understand that. But also understand that if you don't think it's right for you, you're allowed to say, hey, thank you very much, but uh, I don't think I'm going to be a fit. And I don't want to waste your time um, if something else opens up that isn't so militarily structured. I hope you'll keep me uh, – hold on to my resume and you may consider me for that position at that time. Um, I've, I've done this a couple, a couple of times because I just don't want to work at a place where people still think they have rank because they don't. Right. So again, this is imposter syndrome. If, if you have the education, if you have the skills, if you have some sort of certifications that, that should help you out with this imposter syndrome. And just, you know, when you look to your left and you look to your right, you're going to see people there. They have the same doubts that you have, right? The, the person who's always the cockiest and the, you know, most self-confident, 
they're, they have the same doubts, right? So don't even worry about this imposter syndrome um, because who cares? Ultimately, who cares, right? Um, I, I keep getting that. It's like, well, I mean, do you think you have the, all the qualifications that you need for this job? It's like, I don't know. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Um, a lot of these jobs, they list about 20, 30 different qualifications that you're supposed to have. Nobody on the planet is going to have all these qualifications, maybe one or two, but guess what? Those people already have jobs because they have every qualification that you're looking for, right? So these jobs need to be filled. So if I can fill two thirds of them, I'm probably going to get an interview and we'll see how it goes. So, so just understand that, right? And, you know, what I liked about um, some of these, like when I, uh, apply for jobs through LinkedIn. It'll tell me like how I stack up against other people and what my, uh, how many qualifications I have that they're looking for. So that's an easy fix, right? I can just go in there, change my resume and just put in all the filler words that they're looking for, you know? So don't worry about what other people think is that's what I'm trying to get to. That's the main takeaway from this episode, right? It's like, don't worry about what other people about other people's opinions, especially people who are still in the military, right? Because every, you're you're going to run into hundreds, if not thousands of people who tell you that they have their master plan or they, you need to do this, 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 and this when you get out. And I know because my friend told me who has a, a buddy who works for the, whose sister is in the VA, right? And it's always something crazy like that, right? It's never that they actually have the experience or you know, they, you know, can point you in the, to the VA rig or, you know, it's just people talking out their ass is basically what it comes down to, right? It's just people being stupid and trying to be an expert when they're not. And so if it's somebody in the military who has not transitioned out, I would say, sure, listen to them because they might have some good advice, but I wouldn't follow everything that they have to say because they haven't transitioned out of the military. And if it's somebody who transitioned, you know, did like four years ETS, then did four years in civilian life, then came back into the army. Those are the worst ones. Cause they're going to tell you, Oh, wow. You know, you need to do this and you need to, you know, have this type of resume, but what do they know? They didn't make it in civilian life and they came back into the military. So those people I would recommend to just stay away completely. Like don't talk to them at all. Um, Okay, so again, imposter syndrome, don't worry about it because everybody feels it. And either we're all imposters or we're all true professionals. We're all authentic. And that's just how, how you have to view things. All right, so um, these episodes, are, they're going to be a little shorter uh, because I'm applying for this uh, fellowship, right? Fellowship, that's just a, a fancy word for an internship, right? I guess when you have a certain level of education, they, it's insulting to call it an internship, right? When you think of interns, you think of people, uh, you know, getting you coffee. When you say fellowship, it's like, wow, ooh, you have a graduate degree, right? It's still basically the same thing, except instead of doing uh, getting coffee for somebody, you're doing research for free, right? Well, that's what I'm um, looking into. Uh, and why? So I can add it to my CV. Right, because now I can throw on there that I presented at a, a symposium. Right, I'm going to do another one next year, 
for this PhD program. And then, uh, you know, you just want to keep building that. Um, you'd be surprised. The more things you have on your resume and your CV, the more people are at, at least interested, interested in speaking to you. So, yeah, just keep at it, man, right? Like, just signed up at Cornell for one of their certificate programs. It was gonna, I was going to um, apply for their, uh, what is it, psychology, psychology of leadership. But I thought about that, and it, it's just garbage. Um, for me, anyway, I don't need it, right? I'm pursuing a PhD in global leadership, so I don't need a, a certificate in psychology of leadership. So what I, I did, uh, I, you know, signed up for their, um, what is it, diversity in uh in leadership. And why? Because diversity is something that's pretty big right now. Um, equal opportunity and diversity is pretty big in the business world. So if I can add that on there under my CV, then why not? That's going to help me out a little bit. All right. So, um, for businesses that I want to promote, I'd like to, um, promote, J&J Kitchen Cabinets out in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, you can reach them at 910-223-1553. This place is pretty sweet. Um, like I said, uh, we purchased a new house, so the old house, and, you know, running out to my son and uh, trying to get some new cabinets in there. And the first place that I got a quote from said that they were it was going to cost, what was it? Between eighteen and twenty-two thousand dollars, and eighteen if I was willing to do a, a good part of the the work, right? And then I was going to have to purchase the sink because that the quote didn't include the sink, and I was going to have to purchase the faucet, and I was going to have to purchase the hardware for the doors, right? So they could open them, or I didn't have to use hardware; they could just open up the drawers, the doors like that, right? Which I thought was in eighteen to twenty-two thousand dollars. And this person thought that they were doing me a favor and they tried to explain to me that because of the pandemic, you know, that the costs have gone up and I totally understand that. And then, you know, he informed me, well, you know, at Chick-fil-A, you know, they're paying $21 an hour. I didn't know if he was trying to tell me I should go get a job at Chick-fil-A, you know, so I could pay for the ridiculous amount that he was going to charge me or, or what. I'm not sure what he was trying to convey with that statement. Um, but either way, is full of crap and there's no way I'm going to pay $18,000 for cabinet, not for a tiny kitchen like that. Right. So I called J and J kitchen and cabinets and they went out and they gave me a pretty good, decent quote, uh, half, half of what that guy was quoting me, um, you know, came, came out to about 9,000 and, uh, I really appreciate it. They didn't bullshit me. Um, I checked out the reviews like most places, you know, have some really good reviews. And of course, you're going to have a couple here or there that where people are upset. But I really appreciated their honesty and they got back to me quickly. And even when they were waiting on part of the quote um, for the cabinet top, they called me and explained to me that it was delayed because whoever does whatever part of that quote, uh, it was outsourced and they were waiting on that. But at least they stayed in communication with me. And I greatly appreciate that. So if you're in the Fayetteville, Holt Mills area, um, Spring Dyke, I highly recommend going out to J&J Kitchen Cabinets. Again, that's 
one five five three. Um, they have a pretty good selection, and you, you'll be pretty happy with them. All right. As far as uh, shout outs, you know, I today today I want to shout out my my sisters. Um, you know, my sisters Gloria, Maria, and Alicia. You know, for always supporting me and always being there. Um, you know, I was a crappy brother. I still don't think I'm the best brother. I'm just, I, I'd say less crappy than before. Um, but they've always been there. They've always supported me. And my sister, Barbara, who's in heaven now, um, she got me into uh, Rush. And I'll always be grateful for that. And uh, She taught me how to just relax and enjoy life and not worry about what other people are going to think of me and not worry about what, you know, about the music. People are going to always have opinions of the music that I like and I shouldn't worry about that. And I, I got that from Barbara. So thank you, Maria, her worth ethic, her loyalty. Um, I got that from her, Alicia, you know, always so great with the kids. And, you know, I, I try to emulate that with my, with my kids. I'm with my granddaughter and Gloria always seen that. I don't know where she gets it, but she, always sees the positive in people. So I, I try to take a little bit from all four sisters. And I just want to say thank you very much, give you a shout out and tell you all four, I miss you and I love you very much. All right. So again, you know, these episodes are only going to be about 30 minutes. Uh, the next episode, I'm going to see if I can get my uh, friend Elias. We uh, deployed down to Columbia together. Elias is a trip. He was a company commander with my friend Juan. And uh, we're going to see, I don't know, I'm going to reach out to Juan. I'm going to see if I can uh, get him on here too. So maybe it'll be all three of us on here. So it'll be a little bit of a reunion. Um, so again, just remember, take care of yourself, right? Take care of your mental and physical health, um, both, right? I mm, you know, I've been putting on the miles trying to get, get my time down so I can qualify for the Boston and my hips killing me, right? And that's just my body saying, take it easy, buddy. You can take a couple of days off. And I'm listening to myself now. Um, so you do that too. And sometimes you might have to take a, a mental day off, right? Because that, it might be a little bit too much. And that's all right too. It's okay. Just go out there, do the best you can, and be the best version of yourself. And take care of yourself. All right? So until next time, as always, zot, 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 and roll tide.